0: Bringing in some big energy, trying not to to be low on the energy today, ladies and gentlemen, watching out there, all of our wise, wise podcast listeners. We are here with another Q&A edition. Say hi, Alexander.
1: Hello, everyone. So nice to be
0: here. And of course, we are going to start off with the animal spirit card that I pulled for everybody out there today. I pulled lizard. and lizard says the lizard is an expert in the realm of sensory perception as if it has a sixth sense the lizard hears what is yet to be spoken and sees what is yet to manifest although this is an amazing gift it can easily wear the lizard down big crowds loss of travel and overstimulation will drain a lizard of their magical essence this card is an indication to pull back from the bright lights and big city and return to the inner artist who's been whispering your name when in balance we feel artistic telepathic and spiritual and when out of balance we feel elusive noncommittal, and flaky so i feel like that's a good indication of uh you know where a good majority of people are with all the crazy energies out there
1: yeah it's a great time to um, be going internal there's so much friction going on external and it needs to be faced and dealt with but um as always typically when we're more centered and clear internally our external actions um are more effective so so going in and being reflective and creative i think that's uh uh, some good energies to start with uh, for this uh, q a tonight
0: so to start off tonight i wanted alexander to kind of reset why we're all here why am i doing this Why are you all listening so that new people coming in can understand what this philosophy is really about and what we're, you know, here to gain by entertaining this information?
1: Yeah, so uh, this is the JUST philosophy, and it's an acronym that stands for Journeys Unite Seeking Transformation. And so it's very multifaceted, but one of the facets is that our healing or overall wellness stems from uh, five levels. And that's the physical, the mental, the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual or religious. And that any issue that we're dealing with in our life, we need to approach at all five of those levels to be fully processed through them. And so people will hear me talk about emotional reactions and emotional processing. And this is what I'm talking about: is the processing goes through all five of these levels. Now, at the same time, many of us carry discomforts and pains—some acute, some chronic—and these discomforts and pains are directly connected uh, and can be resolved through these five levels. I've gone through extensive pain in my own private life uh, through trauma. For many many years, and overcome it through uh, mainly focusing on the mental, the emotional, and the energetic fields. And so, I have a hypothesis that most pain uh, doesn't truly come through the physical field, and uh, that it comes through the emotional and energetic fields. And so, so this whole philosophy is that even in our relationships, that there's a pull, there's a draw for certain connections. And the philosophy does feel that, or presents that, you know, we're pulling each other in to play roles in our lives. And these people help us to work on our traumas from our past. So I like to suggest that an emotional reaction in the present moment really has very little to do with the situation in the present. It's a reminder of similar situations in your past that have been set up and maybe created like traumas or consistent energy drains, and the present situation is coming to you to remind you that, hey, you need to let go of this. And when we use present-day situations or our present and most prominent relationships to do our internal work, that's how we grow most expediently especially through our families. So so that's kind of a a general um, glance at kind of the depth of this philosophy and how inclusive it is with our relationships and the people that play roles in our lives for our healing and being able to recognize when we're playing roles in somebody else's life for their healing and what to do in those roles. And then helping to explain um, discomforts and pains in the bodies even sicknesses um, so our energy centers or chakras are connected to these five levels and the the chakras or energy centers are connected to the organs in the body so this is really a very all-inclusive you know, philosophy in how to use present everyday life to uncover these mysteries and so it is a, a different view of how to approach every day Um, but the very first step is to learn emotional management so you can step out of emotional reaction and step into responding to life and there's a big difference between reacting and responding in in this
0: life so of course every q a we like to pose a question out there to the audience for them to chat it or if you're in zoom with us you can even speak it Um, and look for our social media link for our Zoom if you want to come in and uh, join us on audio. And tonight's question is actually something that you brought up in a short video earlier this week or over the weekend, is would you rather be right or be helpful? And that's a pretty interesting question there.
1: Yeah, and and it's one that I like posing to people because... um... I come from a background of wanting to be right and from the perception of um, feeling or thinking that I'm right and that I have helpful information. Um, but then I began to understand different teachers and and examples and how they spoke of it. Um, and it it brought an opportunity for me to look at it very differently. And now I see that sometimes when we think that we're helping, we're really creating more friction or more resistance. And so uh, many years ago, I was gifted with uh, the phrase that um, good intentions are the death of a wise one. And that intention isn't enough, that your actions that follow that intention Uh, can be very rewarding or very um, devastating so so going beyond our intention and asking that next question is my next action for the highest good of everyone involved and that's what I like to uh, suggest to people to use as a buffer uh, because everything most everything that we say or do has a ripple effect that goes out and the majority of people, especially in the times that we're in presently, there's a resistance to receiving. So right now, I feel like it's a good practice to be teaching people how to receive. And that is, you know, to me, it shows your strength and the ability to stand in your power when you're able to know where you're coming from and the way that you see something And be able to allow someone else to have a completely different view and that not affect you emotionally. If it affects you emotionally, someone else's opposite view to yours, then my suggestion is maybe you need to look at your own view a little bit deeper. Maybe you're not as solid in that view as you think that you are. So this is the way that I like to suggest to use the external to help you to really get clear on how you feel about certain issues or certain subjects and uh, that emotional reaction can be like a a very good um, sign as to truly how comfortable you are with the subject rather than how you how comfortable you think that you are with that subject
0: and that is something that is going on a lot i know sometimes i tend to lose myself in social media and I uh try to be right than be helpful and that, so that I mean that is an awesome perspective and one that I try to do 100% of the time but I probably fail 20% of the time
1: yeah and that's uh and it is a a process and you know I remember when I first got into developing this philosophy and doing my studies is that I just wanted to help so bad so a lot of people you know again they have good intentions and they go oh here's some information that you don't know but you know it was suggested not to cast pearls among swine it's it's very important timing is what i want to plead to people to pay attention to that it's all about the right timing is this the right subject is this the right time is this the right person have i already been talking about it long enough these are kind of the questions that I like to suggest for you to go through before you blurt something out. Um, so when a thought comes to you to share with somebody, you know, just consider, uh, those few aspects, is this the right person for me to be talking to about this? Are they going to be receptive to it? Is this the right time? Um, you know, is this the right environment and have I already been talking long enough? So, so those are some and if you bring in, is this for the overall good of everyone involved, you bring in all of those aspects. If you filter what you're about to say through those aspects, uh, there's a h- higher likelihood of success uh, in the interchange with someone else.
0: And I, I have experienced that firsthand. Um, first of all, well, I guess in two ways, one um, wanting to spread what I feel is truth in this world. So of course that is very subjective, but when you do it in a way where it's overbearing and you you're shoving it in somebody's face when they're not receptive and, you know, just being very forceful with it, not only are they not probably not going to accept it in that moment, but you could actually turn them off from ever accepting something from that topic ever again in their lives because of how you approached it. Yes. Uh, and that's
1: so well said that you're not carrying just the responsibility of the person rejecting you, but the subject that you're trying to share. And if you're truly coming from a point of wanting to help, then you're, you know, you're fighting against yourself because no one likes to be pushed and that's what, uh, you know, energy, we have to remember that, you know, energy even if we're not physically pushing somebody if we're verbally forcing our opinion on somebody that's just like pushing them physically so so that's why i suggest that very rarely does anyone change their opinion through the act of force from someone else that's that just very very rarely happens but yet we get in so many discussions to where the the level will just keep raising because the Two parties are getting louder and louder trying to force each other to hear. And and that's why you don't get someone to hear you by yelling at them, telling them to listen. You teach them to listen by listening to them. And see, the key is, is that more people need to hear what they're saying themselves than what you have to say. So when you give a person, when you truly receive someone... And you're not just resistant because you have a different opinion, but when you truly receive them, it causes them to have to listen to themselves. And especially if they have an emotional reaction uh, during that expression and you don't interact in that emotional reaction, it forces them when they walk away to have to think about what they just said or did. But if you engage in the emotional reaction at all, Uh, It justifies their emotional reaction. So this is truly the art and the key of receiving and teaching people to receive because you're truly just helping them to hear themselves talk. And many people see something differently when they truly hear themselves say it out loud especially if there's no resistance. It's, it's a wonderful thing to observe when somebody thinks that you're going to resist them and then you just completely receive them. It's almost like it, they're expecting this push and they just fall forward um, because there are, there's no resistance. So, so again, a lot, accepting someone's point of view does not mean that you condone or agree with them that acceptance is the very first step of any level of healing from my perception. That acceptance uh, is what helps us to truly start to change our direction, whether that's in a healing or perception or energetics or whatever it is. Um, That acceptance is a very, very uh, important step.
0: So right now we are in some, you know very chaotic times in the world and i would think that right now would be the best time to work on yourself because you have so many external goings on so many uh, opportunities to utilize things and people as your teacher to then gain more insight as to where you are along in your self-development and so it's almost like a gold mine right now and and i'm not sure that people are understanding this. And I think if we all just take a breath and try to get rebalanced, we, we can kind of reclaim our power and then utilize these things. I think many people, including myself earlier this past week, I had like two or three days where I got too inundated in some of this mainstream media stuff. And I kind of lost my balance and it took a friend kind of like yelling at me to say, Hey, you know, stop, stop with that stuff. Stop listening to it. And I was like, it was just a reminder. And I was like, okay, like, and and I just, you know, I I purged and took like 12 to 24 hours away from it and gut recenter. And and then I was fine. But um, I do feel like a lot of people are too inundated right now where I know in my case, I can just get tunnel vision and I forget, I forget about my my work i 'm trying to do. I forget about my goals, my intentions, and I just get stuck in in the mind center, you know stuck on knowledge or again trying to be right rather than helpful
1: is, and I think it 's important to look at you know the mass consciousness subtle energy, kind of like the undertow of an ocean, um, possibly during a storm that you know, you can you can say, oh, I'm not going to get caught up in all of this. But if you go more than about um, eight or ten feet from the shore, the undertow gets very, very strong. And it can pull you in because all it takes, if you open yourself up to that, is someone's verbiage, them to use uh, maybe some verbiage that you have a major sensitivity to and just catch you off guard. And then people get called into like days of it and so i like to say you know go to the ocean and sit at the water's edge um rumi likes to say you know uh tear off your robe dive naked in and but the diving naked in from the perception of of viewing the view that you have and the the ability to see the other people struggling with that undertow struggling with trying to enjoy the ocean and life being that analogy of that ocean and so we need to be aware of it but we don't need to be immersed or go deep enough to get pulled in that undertow and i think that's a great example that you just gave that you know for whatever reason there was probably something or an accumulation of a few things that just kind of pulled you in to where, you know, it took that friend to kind of uh, snap you out of it, to throw you that lifeline and say, hey, remember, get back on the shore here. And that's really what, you know, the Wise Wise podcast community is, is set up for to help us to, to connect, to center, to ground, because it is very chaotic out there. And it is a goldmine right now for internal work. Uh, this, this whole uh, four last four months, I mean, every day of life is that. And, and right now, it's just been intensified, and some people have been given a lot of time over the past few months, but many people aren't aware of this type of internal development, and of course, that's what we are excited about sharing with people because, you know, you, you change your position, you change your perception. And so, when you filter things internally more, you do change the way that you see things, and that changes the way that you act It brings you more into a response rather than a reaction and that's what really executes um, long-term change is setting that energetic foundation and so when we go to want to affect change and try to change laws or bring inequality uh, justice it's all about doing it non-emotionally doing it in a very manageable way that hey I'm just presenting these facts and when you present the facts long enough, consistently enough, change does happen. But that's the other thing for this external change. This, this pressure or this consistency is going to have to go on for years. And many people in our culture, um, they lose sight very quickly. They get very charged in the beginning, but then they, they drift off very quickly. So this the external change that we're being challenged with right now is a long-term fix, and I'm about everybody stay consistent with it every day, but do it at a level that you consist, can consistently do it for, say, seven more years, and that's how long, you know, I suggest it takes to truly make a change on all, all five of these levels, and we got Jocko coming in <laughs> listening, um, so I think that, uh, you know, that that's important to, to stay focused on.
0: And even if you're not out there uh, immersing yourself in all these energies to try to uh, gather experiences to then do the self work, I think a lot of people are actually withdrawing and finding their places of solitude and, and where they can um, replenish themselves. I think I, I've seen a lot of people on social media go camping a lot. I know Erin just logged in. I've, I've been enjoying her videos with her family going camping and and on the water and just seeing people find nature again and find something that they enjoy to get away from this. I know like, like I've found that I enjoy taking photos of where I live and I never, Thought about this before, but i 've just enjoyed taking photos, and people have liked them, and so i 've really found that to be a feed for my my creativity, especially when I do get kind of overwhelmed with all this energy. I know that I can just retreat and go into that and be in that creative space, and that helps helps to rebalance me
1: yeah, and I think that 's a great point to to bring up and although you are a you know, a three in the cards, and that is, you know, a creative number. Um, Everybody carries uh, creativity to some extent, and that's what this time I've really enjoyed, that there's been so much, uh, especially musical creativity being broadcast over the internet, and I really feel that it's uh, um, a great opportunity for expression, because, again, I want to suggest that creative energy sexual energy and worry energy are all three very similar and right now a lot of people have been worrying and for every minute that you worry you could be expending that energy through creativity and so anybody out there that have stuff on your mind that is just weighing on you go do something creative and Creativity is just something that is non-repetitious. It doesn't have to be um, artistic, so to say, like uh, music or painting, just going to do something that you don't normally do. Uh, Go sit outside, uh, maybe rather than sitting in front of the TV one evening or morning or something like that. Anything to change up because the soul gets fed on new experiences. And many times worry is a result of a person being too stagnant or too repetitious in their life. And uh, they can get caught in a lack of change and that worry just perpetuates that. So, so really suggest, you know, writing for people to get stuff off of their mind and off of their chest and don't worry whether it's in poetry or whether it's even has proper punctuation or spelling, just get the, get it out of your head and um, some people like to do burning exercises if they are writing about stuff that they're struggling with. And, but I like to suggest myself to write it and then speak it out loud to, re- to release it, to, to add that vibration to it. And uh, you don't have to necessarily say it to someone. And even if you are having an issue with someone, uh, try that exercise to, to write it out and then just speak it. Speak it to the wind, the trees, to Mother Earth. Uh, but just get it get it off of your chest and put it into vibration. And many times that's a, a big step toward uh, emotional processing.
0: And we have done an episode on creativity. It's called The Importance of Being Creative and the Simple Ways to Achieve It. And it was episode 34, but I'm going to drop a link into, or I'm going to try to in all the different chats that we're currently broadcasting to uh, so that people can more easily hit that uh, episode up because it's actually one of my favorite uh, because it is so um, close to me, close to my heart, because it was one of my biggest revelations that have led me to my personal growth and where I am today was realizing where my creative energy was going. And, and I was just getting sucked in, into emptying all that energy of the second chakra into creativity. And I had none, you know, I was just out of balance. Right. Um, so I, I do feel that is really important. Um, and oh. so, yeah,
1: even touching on that, you know, take that, that sexual energy, um, you know, take that into just like intimate energy. So, you know, sexual doesn't always have to be the act of sex, but just uh, that's around uh, intimacy many times in general in relationships. So so see if a person isn't experiencing intimacy in their life at a certain level and they're not being creative, then they're a whole lot more likely to be a worrying kind of person. And that's not a judgment. It's just a the way that the energy is being dispersed and that can be redirected in the just philosophy we presented as the three R's to recognize it, to show it respect, and then just redirect it.
0: And so we do have a question from Jenny Jean Riley. Would you expand more on how we teach other people to receive well? Hello, Jenny Jean. Thank you for joining us. Um,
1: yes, uh, to teach people to receive is a practice for the self you 're actually practicing patience when you when you teach anytime we teach something the if we take the action to learn while we 're teaching, see that creates a reciprocation so as we 're teaching someone to receive, we are practicing patience and so so like um, if I have a brother that we differ in opinions, and most of our families we can we kinda know each other by now at this point of our lives, uh, to a certain extent anyway. And so I realized that when I tried to correct him, when I tried to show him a different side, he was never receptive to it. But see, before he opens his mouth, he knows how I feel about the subject, especially we'll use something like politics. He has an idea, not how I feel about it, but that I feel differently than he does. So many times those people that have an idea of how you feel about something, they'll be on guard when they're sharing their view. So I wanna make sure that when I'm around him and he's talking, as he's talking, he will glance over at me, say he's talking in a a family setting to really see how I'm responding. And if it's private even, I'll see him catch himself and have this moment to where he feels like, oh, I just said something that he's not going to agree with. And see, these people, even on whether they're conscious of it or in their subconscious, they are analyzing that and they can really feel it energetically. And when someone feels received, when they know that they're not necessarily... Um, approved of or their view isn't approved of, that is what I'm talking about. You're teaching someone how to receive, how to be able to stand in your power and still be compassionate, still be loving, still be supportive. So once again, accepting and being supportive does not necessarily mean that you condone the person's actions, but I have proven that when a person feels received, then they are more likely to be open to a different view because see, there's no defense there. So with somebody that you know a little bit, say less well than a family member, you may have to have multiple conversations with them. But the key that I see, have seen uh, in my experience is that people learn to respect the person that doesn't emotionally react it's a it's a trust that is built because it starts to seem like well that person really seems to be clear about how they you know their stance on things and and it's it's teaching a type of respect that once again we we are showing them that i'm willing to listen to you even though i have a differing opinion and if they don't know that we have a differing opinion then we always have the right to speak our truth in that way, to say something similar like, well, it sounds like you are you know, pretty clear at this point on how you feel about this subject. I happen to feel a little bit different. And maybe we can discuss that sometime. See, once again, if you say something in that manner, you're showing them I don't need to attack you just because you said something different from me right now. But if you're interested sometime in my view, then let's talk about that. See, that even shows a certain level of strength, in my opinion, that any time the other person doesn't feel that you have to be forceful with yours, in the long run, it makes them more open to eventually ask you your opinion. And when someone asks you, you're a whole lot more likely to be received. It's still not 100%. I like to say it's still only about 50%, um, because most of the time, or Sometimes when people ask you your opinion, they're really just looking to uh, get to their opinion eventually, and many times they're not even truly listening. So so this is why our opinions have much less effect than we really realize that they do, and we, I happen to feel that really in compassion is a much more strong technique and tool than opinion And so I hope that that helps uh, Jenny Jean and the other listeners out there with that practice of teaching people how to how to listen and how to learn to respond. And and it's a um, it becomes just part of who you are and it becomes that practice to know I want to respond rather than react. So the very first suggestion I have is just learn to take a breath every time. Just take this as a general practice that every time you engage with someone, someone asks you a question or you start to just give a statement, to learn to just take one to three breaths before. See, it comes into the mind so fast that many times it comes in and it just comes out of someone's mouth so quickly. And if you just learn to take a breath before you respond, that will help you to train a response mechanism rather than a reaction. See, reactions most of the time don't have a pause. But in that pause, you can possibly catch that of, oh, this isn't the right person, or, oh, this isn't the right time, or that answer that I was about to give may be a little bit strong, so let me soften that a little bit. Um, I call it the buffers. We want to we want to send our responses through our buffers, and um, that gets back to... Is what I'm about to say for the overall good of everyone involved. Um, so, so hopefully that's helpful uh, moving forward in how to help people to learn to, to listen and to respond.
0: I agree. It does become part of who you are, and I've had to work very hard at that. And the way I feel has put me over the edge into it. You know, kind of instilling into my being was. And again, like I don't, this this is a big part of like me getting this stuff and it could be totally different for other people, but I'll just share my experience. It always comes down to priorities. I have to 100% understand that this is something that I want to do in my life and be all in on it. And once I have that self-realization that this is for my betterment and this is in a direction of where I want to go, then it almost like that's almost enough to put me over the edge where it's available for me anytime it's not something i no longer have to like do so much manual labor or energetic labor just to get to it's always available there so i just need to like you were saying take a breath and reach into my ba- my tools and be like okay now i'm gonna do this now and it does eventually become part of your being
1: yes and and that's why i like to suggest that just very first step to just learn to pause and and people learn to respect even that small action because it makes you look that like you're more intentional in, in what you're doing and what you're saying because it is more intentional. That's why it looks more intentional. It is. And you're taking that, that uh, second or few seconds to really consider the way that you're about to interact with this person. And to me, that's one of the most respectful Um, one of the most respectful things in conscious communication.
0: And you may have already uh, touched upon this, but um, she also followed up with um, any indications or suggestions on being able to tell if someone is ready to hear the message and uh, you may have touched upon that, but if do you have anything else to add for that? Yes.
1: uh, A big key to that is um, watching someone's uh, face and, when they approach you or when you approach them paying attention to how relaxed their face is, if their eyebrows are down and maybe you, you guys can see, um, on, on the screen, it most of the time when eyebrows are down, someone is resisting or they're in thought when the eyebrows are up, typically people are receiving eyebrows up or relaxed. So If someone is giving you a message or verbiage and their eyebrows are down, that shows an intensity. And so normally that shows that they're not in a receiving mode. And this is why I actually, in my clients, I like working with very broken people because they're finished with um, pulling on the old perceptions that they've tried to work with. And they're truly at a point of being receptive to a different way and kind of I like to say the less death that someone's been through or the less pain that someone's been through the more opinion that they have and so <coughs> excuse me I think that that is where paying attention first of all to the intensity of the other person because if emotions are involved very very rarely is somebody looking to receive emotions is about expressing So so paying attention to their emotional state and paying attention to their facial uh, expressions, especially the eyebrows of whether it's uh, squinched and serious or it's relaxed or up, the eyebrows are up, uh, I think is a good place to start with that.
0: Uh, Cindy commented and said, breathing is a good way to save lots of relationships. I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) Yes, yes,
1: that is great. Those those breaths and... uh, you know, especially when you get into three or five. Um, And I even like to suggest people to bring in vocal toning, you know, and uh, when you're, when you're taking those breaths, especially if there's been like friction, you know, to just do a ooh or ooh, when you're letting that like external breath out, that vibration can really help to harmonize and bring you back to center very quickly. But the, the breath is one of the most exceptional tools that we have.
0: I wanted to get into something that you, you did mention, which is the emotional processing and uh, responsibility and management and how that correlates with standing in your power and wrap all that up into how it's what, why it's important and how we apply it to what's happening now with all, all of this energy coming towards us, all of these emotions that are currently out there and the fear so, why is it important that we do practice this emotional uh, processing, responsibility, and management?
1: Well, the main reason is that, you know, if we don't, there comes, um, everybody has a so called breaking point. And unfortunately, many times this breaking point happens around our loved ones. And many people bring their struggles with the world, with outside situations, you know, they bring them home. And unfortunately, uh, many times, loved ones are the ones that pay the cost, and this is why emotional processing and emotional release is so important, and that if if somebody has a struggle or an altercation with someone at work or, or out in the public, you know, to take time before you come into your house, the sacredness of your house, to to release that, um, to maybe have a cry, to have a conversation with that person, uh, but them not be there before taking that energy in around your your family uh, you know is a big suggestion and you know our culture isn't practiced on managing the emotions this this philosophy isn't about stuffing them it isn't about being non emotional it supports our our emotions our emotional process uh, and that is the key that we were designed to process these emotions rather than just react to them you know, and children at a young age show us how to do this. They go through having a great time and then two five-year-olds can get upset with each other. And then five or ten minutes later, they're back holding hands, having a great time. They let that stuff go. And then we get trained to hold on to the negative and to let go of the positive. And children do just the opposite. They're looking to let go of that negative and get back to having fun and we have been taught to through fear to hold on to the negative and let the the good times be fleeting and as a matter of fact this morning i had a a client that she came in in the best shape um she comes in about every three weeks for like a little tune-up and she was in the best shape that she had been in quite a while and she actually told me that she was feeling a little guilty she was feeling like something bad was right around the corner and you know and that uh broke my heart to a certain extent because i could see her struggling with just that she didn't have an emergency going on right now in her life and she's got two kids she she has an hour drive one way to her job Uh, she works 10 hours a day so she has a full plate and I was just trying to work with her to say, no, lean into this right now and enjoy it. Um, That is the beauty of this life, that we don't always have to deal with suffering, that we do get these moments of joy, these moments of connecting with people. And that's what I really would like the focus for people to shift and realize that, hey, I can let go of this so-called negative. I can let someone else's opinion be theirs and not take it on so that I can be connected to my loved one or my child or my friend and not be talking about the negative altercation that you went through that day. See, that's what people do is they share a lot of negativity and they don't share a lot of the so-called positivity. And people are mainly looking to relate many of the time And unfortunately, our culture has focused on relating on the problems of the world more so than relating to just the beauty. And we can change that, people. I mean, you can change that, you know, today, right now, tomorrow, just making a point of when you go to make a post, how are you going to word this post? I'm not saying to run away from what's actually happening, but it all depends on the perspective that you just want to focus on. And just because you choose a perspective to focus on that is somewhat useful does not mean that you're running from the negative, and that's very important. You don't have to be completely positive, positive. and I'm, anybody that knows me knows that I don't push Pollyanna. I don't push to just be positive all the time. But the energy and the ripples that we're putting out there in the universe is the free will that we have. And just know that if you're trying to overcome – hate with more hate or you're trying to come overcome friction with more friction fire with more fire Uh, that's been proven that there's too much devastation there's too much loss in that and that there is a win-win there can always be a win-win and i think that that's what these times are calling for to see that that solutions does not have to mean someone has to lose and that has been kind of Uh, the american culture and not just the american culture but throughout history Um, whoever is on top normally they have taken something away from someone and my beautiful brothers and sisters from tibet are some of the great greatest teachers of this cause they didn't fight to save their land they they felt like they didn't own it anyway and you know mainly because they didn't have oil or anything on their land worth financial gain um, they weren't helped by anyone when China invaded them, so um, and they still carry on that strong faith and uh, beautiful culture, uh, but it's, it has to be spread out all over the world now. So, so keeping that focus on what, what ripples you are putting out and uh, basically what team you're on and looking at it from that perspective.
0: I did want to pause for a second and uh, bring back up our question that we posed at the top of the broadcast, which was, would you rather be right or helpful? And I, we can even turn it into more of a, a sharing question, which is, uh, do you guys out there have a situation in the past where you wanted to be right, but maybe it would have been better to be more helpful in that situation. And if you wanna share it, uh, leave it in the comments and we can read it out loud. And um, so, and again, if anybody out there has a question, feel free to pose it. Um, I have the ability to see all the chats all at once. So uh, I won't miss any questions out there. Um, I did want to go into something that I think you mentioned earlier and I I wanna bring back in caring. And there was a quote in the last episode, uh, that we, we released a week ago where you said our level of suffering does not equate to our level of caring. And that is extremely important because I do feel that many out there get trapped in this guilt. If they're not taking action and doing what the media is telling us to do, or, you know, putting energy into the outside world that, you know, all of a sudden we, um, we're not feeling enough internally for what's out there and, and that can bring on guilt. And this is such a powerful quote. And it's something that, you know, I, I did share an experience where I would take care of cats everywhere. And you did help me to get free of that, that energetic um, attraction that I would, I just kept bringing in cats to to take care of and I didn't want to, but they just kept finding me. And it was this quote that really helped me to begin the, um, the process of detaching my, my e- emotional availability to that cause. And I became okay with understanding and accepting that I alone cannot take care of every cat in the world. That doesn't mean that I don't care. I care. But that doesn't mean that I, you know, I don't need to suffer to show how much I care.
1: Right. And, and this is such a great point because it's a, you know, um, it's, it's so prevalent in our culture. And, you know, that I was raised in a way that, you know, you you give to others um, whether you have it to give or not. And it was a kind of a sacrificial view and i remember one time my mother telling me that you know relationships is about sacrifice and see that was my parents like generational view and i had older parents you know my my mother passed a few years ago in her mid 80s so they were in their 40s when i came along and so i had a little bit of different raising than most people but that uh i remember giving that that quote came to me kind of spontaneously in a class that I was teaching. And I I had a, about a 60 some year old lady that was in the class and she was in the front row and she was just exhausted. And I knew a little bit about her story. She was raising her grandchild. She had a drug, drug addict for a daughter. And so she was overcoming all of this stuff. And when I said that in the class, she just busted out crying and she realized that that's what she was doing is that she was proving to everybody around her and talking about her suffering and how hard it was and how disappointed in her child she was. And, you know, and almost like getting more praise, like the more that she was hurting, but she could see that she was perpetuating that. And so, uh, you know, it comes back to, you can truly only help someone to the extent uh, that you are vibrating or that you are resonating. And so if you continuously deplete yourself, but you think that you're doing good because you're always uh, going out of your way to help this person or to take in this cat, but see, if you take in five more cats, but now that puts a financial strain on you, it puts a strain on your relationship because your partner don't like as many cats See, that good deed is creating a whole lot of so-called suffering. So we have to be sure that while we are being useful, that we're not completely depleting ourselves. And people can get lost in service to others because many of us are here to be of service to others. And I know a lot of healers that don't get enough healing work themselves massage therapists that don't get enough body work energy workers that don't get enough energy work and this is very very common in the service industry and once again this is about teaching people through example and really nurturing and taking care of ourselves and showing that we have to first of all care about ourselves care about our bodies care about our emotional state, care about all this stuff before we just care externally. And the person that does care and regulates all of that internal stuff, from my experience, has been able to be consistently more available and more beneficial to everyone around them than someone that is constantly exhausting themselves. So sometimes to get to this point, Someone in our culture has to go through a time of being called selfish. They have to go through some judgment because when you start to pull away, people can get mad that you're changing the role that you're playing. The The children can get upset that you're taking the jelly beans away, so to say. So understand that as you go through this change of taking care of yourself, uh, there may be a period of judgment and criticism that you have to go through but that's really to help you to learn to stand into your power and learn really who is looking out for your best interest and who is really being maybe energetic vampires. And as you start to make these adjustments and shifts, um, you know, people show you their true colors. And if you're not emotionally reactive and you're, you're responsive, you can weed this out very quickly and make your life a whole lot more manageable but it's not fun and um, many times you do have to go through seeing you know what um, you know that some people that you're close to are just really looking to gain from certain areas of your life and that's no judgment on them it's just our responsibility to maintain uh, our own parameters in what we teach everybody how we want to be handled. You know, all the time I like to share that we're consistently teaching people how we want to be treated. So let me say that again. We are consistently teaching everyone around us how we are willing to be treated by how we respond to them or react to them. So make sure that you're teaching everybody the lesson that you really want to teach them and work on that response rather than reaction.
0: So something that I feel goes along with this conversation is um, the empaths out there because we are talking about the level of suffering taking in and I know empaths really do suffer, especially now in these times because they are open. And I can say this because according to the human design, I do have my emotional center wide open. Mm -hmm. So I am uh, somewhat of an empath and we uh, or somebody who has their their emo- emotional center open we feel and experience other people's emotions and we can't tell which ones are ours and which ones are everybody else's um so i did want to bring that in and maybe you can go into how we can bring in that same quote our level of suffering does not equate to our level of caring from the perspective of being an an empath
1: yes and it's very important that you know it- Getting your human design chart is very useful, especially for empaths. And as Aaron was saying, he's the most vulnerable that anyone can be, not only non-activated in that center, but completely open. And so the majority of the emotions that he is going to experience is going to be someone else's or an accumulation of absorbing other people. So the empaths out there during these times realize that whatever the mass consciousness is, whatever emotion they're in, you're a whole lot more susceptible to. So this is why the social media, the news, any of that stuff is more challenging for you to be involved in than other people. So regulation of how much of that uh, really seeing, it's kind of like viewing that, um, you know, people with that emotional center, non-activated are more like you know say a five or six year old that's in the ocean and that undertow is just unfair Uh, so it's not a point that empathic people are weaker than other people it's simply that they're more sensitive and so the weight gets heavier faster and sometimes it's harder to clear it out like you were saying to separate it so you know, whether it's uh, burning sage or using lavender oil to clear your energetic field or uh, meditation or grounding techniques. You know, empaths, if you're an empath, then please develop a daily practice to where you're focusing on grounding. You're focusing on clearing. You know, I normally suggest anyone that has that, that center non-activated to do at least three energy clearings a day to get up in the morning, clear around lunchtime to clear and then at, toward the end of your evening to clear and just to keep that intention that i need to empty my trash often i need to empty my my emotional baggage often so that it doesn't get overwhelming and this is a good exercise for everyone but especially empaths and you know when you know that like right now the sensitivities is mostly around anger uh and fear and uh, you know we mentioned even guilt a little bit earlier and so so realizing that um that when you when these emotions are so prevalent that those are gonna be the ones that you're most susceptible to so when you have that in your knowledge once again in your conversations you can prepare for that a little bit more to know that hey it's gonna be easier to activate your anger your frustration and possibly guilt right now, because that's what's being promoted by the the general public in general. So, so clearing and uh, grounding techniques, and you know, I suggest uh, to carry black stones, whether that's uh, black tourmaline or black onyx, uh, some red stones, and keep it around your waist area to really help to ground that. Get your feet on the ground get your uh, hands in the dirt, you know, and I did want to touch real quick on adding guilt to the previous question that right now a lot of people are being sucked in to being so plugged into the external because of the guilt and that's being projected. So, so guilt, anger, and frustration and worry are really the, the heavy emotions that are going around right now. So any of you going through, Those emotions really take time to pull away from the social media, to pull away from the TVs, to go do something creative, go hug somebody that you love, have a conversation with them, just ask them to share something beautiful, like have someone that you can call on to just say, hey, if I call you, I might just need a a beautiful story just to change my programming. And let's do that for each other people to be able to to express beauty and appreciation because we need that. And we kind of, I like to say we need to kind of have like a on-call system right now for for somebody just to start to feel overloaded and to just be able to call on you and say, hey, give me a success story real quick. And for all of us to have a success story that we can just uh, give to possibly just uplift and to share those stories, people see that's not being Pollyanna when you share actual events of success that you've had, and that's what we need right now. It's not bragging. It's not uh, not taking the time seriously. It, it it's trying. It's an attempt to balance the energy. Some, and progress is always going to grow faster when the energies are more imbalanced and when they're at complete uh, dualisms or opposite
0: polarities. Um, Cindy just mentioned some of us, me, just missed those hugs. And I I totally agree with her. Um, And this actually, I had um, kind of something on my list about this because I feel like there were like some movies and, and books out there that really pushed Um, the human experience, what we're about as humans and what makes us so beautiful as energetic beings is like our connection. And I think in these movies, and I, for some reason, I can't think of like one specific one, but I I remember like reading them and, and listening to them and watching them growing up, even in like in, in school. And like the, the main, the main lesson of of the movie or the book was that we'd rather live than exist and I feel like that's kind of what we're kind of battling right now I know internally I am um so how do we how do we function in this reality when when I I mean I personally feel like we're we're getting used to just existing because we're not having that touch. And I know we did touch upon this in a previous Q and a, um, but is there anything that maybe we can offer Cindy who misses, who misses those hugs? Um, like, can we live rather than exist, um, and do it without detaching? Cause I feel like that's important because we don't want to detach from what's going on out there You know, um, so I don't know what you have to say about that. Yeah,
1: well, you know, the physical touch is very important, but we don't want to lose sight of how powerful energy is and intention. And so we are fortunate enough now to have so many ways to connect, you know, over the internet. And I'm not suggesting it's even close to the same, but if you can have a visual of somebody and you can, it's a practice in intimacy without having to be physically present. And it's very will, real. It's very powerful. And once again, it comes down to that intention. So working to be vulnerable with someone and maybe show um, releasing some sadness, show crying in front of a person to tell them like just how much you do miss them and how much you love them and be willing to have those emotional releases see this is an opportunity to get away from the physical and work on these four other levels once again the the mental the emotional the energetic and the spiritual and there's no limits there's just a physical limit there and we're 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 allowing that one level to deplete us as a culture right now and this is another situation to where the government and these decisions, whether it's around masks or social distancing or all of that, it's not about truly taking our freedom away, it's giving us an opportunity to work on these deep, these other levels and truly to, to see that, that. That right now, you know, I can... Um, Aaron's the only face that I could see, but, you know, take this time to really work with having a visual or even being on a phone call with somebody and being willing to be vulnerable, being willing to not just be vulnerable about sadness and the struggles that you're going through, but tell each other stories of maybe something that you really appreciate about them. For example, today on one of my, I've been putting out some like little three minute videos here lately, daily, and I'm working to do that most days and it's getting some great responses I got a response from a Hare Krishna friend of mine that I haven't been physically in his presence possibly in about 10 years. But when when he saw my video, he, he asked me to get in touch with him very soon. And, um, of course, we exchanged numbers, and he called me today. And while we were talking, I took the opportunity to be vulnerable, and to share with him that he's one of the most beautiful human beings that I've ever met. It's a fact. And instead of just thinking that I told him that, and I wasn't looking for something in return. And, you know, uh, if you're looking for something in return, you may not want to call it love. That's another saying that I'd like to share. And in that moment, I just wanted to give him love and appreciation for the person that he is. he, He does so much good for so many people. He's one of the most pure people that I've ever met. And expressing that, see, made me feel good. He was able to receive it because he's able to receive. And then he reciprocated something later on in the conversation to show a different type of appreciation for me. And see, the beauty of that is he didn't feel obligated to say something back right then. And it was a beautiful exchange. And we need to get used to giving vulnerably without looking to receive. And so if somebody gives you a compliment, I like to suggest to practice letting them know that you're receiving. Instead of giving a compliment back, really take the time to, and this gets back to Jenny Jean's question, how do you show people how to receive? You tell them. I'm taking a moment to really receive your kind words that you just gave me that that pause once again the power of the pause can go so far and so this is the time that i feel like that we really need to express in these ways and and just pull on real experiences and if you call somebody a friend then surely you've had multiple experiences worth mentioning that is uplifting and true and worth talking about and mentioning more than just all the negative that's going on. So at the same time, this isn't sticking our heads in the sand, trying to run from the events. It's about getting more balanced, more centered so that when we do approach the events that are in modern day and in the present time, which need to be addressed, we're more effective in that. And that's the goal that that I hope for people to work towards is, yes, making this lasting change that needs to happen in our country right now and in our culture, but doing it first on the internal and then being more effective on the external
0: yeah and I, I didn't want to skip ahead to what we just brought up with um the living verse existing. It was just that Cindy mentioned that, so I jumped right into it. but I did love what you were saying with sharing a story with somebody even like it doesn't and I would say even somebody who's not necessarily into self development because you could change their day or I sure. mean change their life just by sharing something loving or funny because you know it's something so refreshing from everything else that's out there. Um, And I feel like this really goes into exemplifying and exemplifying who we're trying to be in doing this work. And I I did want to eventually bring that up um, for us to touch upon Um, what you were saying with just sharing compliments to people like deep, genuine compliments to the, you know, the people that are around you and what they mean to you. I've been, that's something that has come naturally to me since I've kind of made this transition um, into the way I'm going to describe it is um, I worked so hard to get up to 50%. And once I got over 50%, I know the numbers don't make sense, but once I kind of got over 50%, it kind of became a part of me. And I didn't need to like, try so hard to get there every time and now it's just so now i can feel it and i you know in the past i've talked about being in the moment a lot and now that's so much easier and i find that doing what exactly what you were describing pausing and just sharing how special people are to you in that moment when you know whether they didn't receive it or not it changes the world it changes you know your, it immediately grounds your energy and it brings you into the moment, but if they're like, like you're saying, if they're open to receiving that and it doesn't turn into a joke because they may be, you know, may not be able to get to a space to receive it. But I think once they see that you're serious and it's not a joke, you know, they can quickly, it, it will kind of like shake them to be, to being grounded.
1: Yes. And you, I mean, you can even preface it. You can even pause and say, Listen, I truly want to share something um, from my heart to you. And and I like to suggest to do that with people because our culture isn't necessarily used to receiving authentic, you know, deep compliments. We're, we're a culture that like does apparent type appearance type compliments. Like um, uh, many people are very good at complimenting someone's shoes or someone's dress or someone's hair or something like that. But what I'm talking about is sharing, of course, an experience that you've actually had with them and something that it's really like you're sharing a memory and to share a memory rather than just a physical compliment is so much more intimate. And, uh, and this is once again, a practice in helping people to learn to receive uh, that you give that preface of Hey, I really want you to hear something from me here i want to give you some appreciation uh remember this time that we blah 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 this is how that changed my life and like with this uh beautiful gentleman gentleman mitra you know he was one of the first people that saw things you know in a completely different language because he's been a hari krishna for the majority of his life and we would get together and just have hours and hours of talk without any discrepancy. He taught me to be receptive, to be honest, to, he helped me to learn to share in that way. And he was just one of the first people that I was really able to share my views and my approach. And he would simply say things like, Oh, that's so cool. That's, that's great. The way that you say that the Bhagavad Gita says it like this, and see it was a sharing it wasn't a competition it wasn't uh neither one of us is trying to change each other and um i certainly do plan and hope to have him on the podcast we we actually discussed that today he would like to get a podcast going of his own and i support that because he's such a great writer he's such a great person and um and those are the kind of vibes that we want to put out there so So get into storytelling people Uh, get into your imagination and remember beautiful people in your life. Remember beautiful times, and then call them up and say, Hey, I just had this memory. Remember when we did this and, uh, and share those memories rather than just compliments and rather than just the struggles that we go through every day. And, and, or bring it into balance. Maybe, you know, if you're talking with somebody and you catch yourself complaining or sharing the struggles of your day, you know, don't beat yourself up for that. Just bring it around full circle and say, Hey, I've been talking long enough about that, man. You remember that trip that we took five years ago and you know, we just got silly and enjoyed that wonderful conversation that night, you know, bring, I call it a 360 degree view. When you catch yourself in the sharing the so-called negative, don't beat yourself up about, about it. Just bring it back around 360 degrees and balance it out.
0: And uh, Laurie is in the chat, and she's, she keeps hitting the heart. And I, I said, I see those hearts, Laurie. And it reminded me of something that I've said to people when I can see their being, like, being very pure and loving. And you just say, I see you. Yes. And I think they know, like, they instantly connect and know what you're saying. I mean, unless it's like creepy, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah. And, you know, and that's, uh, of course, a wonderful phrase from the movie Avatar as well. And with that, that's a beautiful expression. Uh, you know, I like to use the phrase, I feel you as well. Um, that sometimes could be a little bit more encompassing, but, but any type of deeper relating. You know, some people say, I hear you, I hear what you're saying. Uh, that I see you is a little bit deeper than that, I think. And maybe for some people, you know, I feel you is uh, possibly even another level. So, you know, I think playing around with with that verbiage and, and what means the most to you, you know, uh, feeling, overseeing, overhearing, you know, um, or, you know, I'm on the same wavelength with you. Uh, that how we express the connection is, is really what we're trying to accentuate here, just to express the beautiful side of the connection that you have with somebody rather than just sharing and using your friends and family to as a sounding board to get off the challenges of the day or the, the friction that you're dealing with internal and, um, and bring in more of that balance with the verbiage
0: so I did mention exemplifying and I wanted to bring back, bring that back around because we didn't actually get into it. And then we are um, closing this up and wrapping up, but I did want to bring in exemplifying and why it is important for us to at least try to exemplify what we're learning. And I I know I tried to do it as well. And, and like recently, you and I had had an experience, which, which we um, created a broad of, an episode on, and that will be released, uh, in a couple weeks. But, um, in it, there was a situation where you asked me, how do you want to be seen? And that is something that I, I ask myself a lot. How do I want to be seen? And I may, and I try to consciously make decisions based on that, because if I'm practicing this work and I'm supporting you and we have a podcast together and, and I'm trying to show people this information, this wisdom, I can't be going around and doing something that's against that. I mean, I mean, obviously I'm I'm a student and I'm gonna make mistakes and I'm gonna learn from them, but it does nothing for me to not practice what I preach. And exemplifying is so important. And I just wanna say that it's the sole, not the sole reason, it's a large part of why I'm doing this with you is when we first met, we you had a group of people, a tight-knit group that I that was very accepting of me and within a few weeks, it all like fell apart and you went through some very trying circumstances, but throughout all of that, you practiced. I mean, you could have, because in my opinion, you weren't in the wrong and there were things, circumstances that were brought onto you, but you never spoke out negatively against these people. You never, you know, try to fight back in any way, never try to push any negativity. You just focused on your sole goal and mission and intention, which was continuing what you're doing here. And that was extremely attractive to me because I've always felt that or I've always gravitated to people who practice what they preach because their energy is just so strong. And and I do feel like um in, like, movies and things like that, the the wise ones are always pictured as that. Like, they're not moved by external sources. They, their vibration is strong, and they're, they're there, and people are attracted to that because they're like, why, you know, why isn't all of this stuff affecting you, and what's different about you?
1: Yes, and, and that was important at that time, and I pulled you in during all that, and I was very vulnerable and shared with you as many of the details as I could because of that, I wanted you to experience, basically, I was inviting um, a so-called stranger, of course, I felt connected to you right away, but to basically keep me in check with that and say, hey, if you see me exercising anything outside of this philosophy, then I want you to point it out, and by no means um, am I perfection, perfect or even seek perfection in that i fail i'm human like everyone else but the the focus is to filter everything through this work and to to exemplify that and and you've done such a great job to you know as you grow exemplify everything that you process i love seeing the growth i love seeing the vulnerability and honesty that you share with with our listeners it's, a, it's such a beautiful gift. Uh, you're, you're such a great bridge between them and this philosophy. And, you know, once again, I think this is just a, an example. We didn't plan this, but, you know, as you were saying that, I was just really, you know, absorbing that because that was important for me. It is important to me every day that, that the practice is the most important. The example is the most important, not just the teaching. That the example is what teaches so much more than the words and it's very easy to find people that are willing to talk about the work to talk about concepts to talk about conspiracies but what you actually do is you know uh, as important um as just the talk so so that is what this whole philosophy is is based on um we have a five level wellness guide that we were going to uh, bring up in this episode and it just didn't happen naturally. So we're going to be releasing that very quickly. You know, we're in the middle of mercury retrograde right now. So just everyone know that that wellness guide is, it is finished. It is available. Reach out to me. I can get you a copy. Um, We're going to uh, start another group session with it and sharings with it and that's kind of what this is about is is bringing us all together being able to be vulnerable and share both our successes and failures without any fear of judgment and we're doing the best to exemplify that on these different platforms to share our stories our successes our failures and hopefully make it more comfortable for everybody to get used to this vulnerability and the sharing and us truly grow together um as as a group and more and more people i think are are connecting with this type of work and we've got a complete system here um to help people in everyday life is very applicable and um, I, I just appreciate everything that you do aaron and everybody just know that that none of this would be happening if it wasn't for him and everything that he does, especially in the, the, the background, not just on the, um, on the screens or, uh, on the microphone. So, um, so we've got a a great team and we're continuing to build that adding more and more, um, people. And we've got, uh, you know, Claire, she just joined, um, she, she's, uh, she helped us so much with the, um, with the planner or wellness guide and wanted to, uh, Claire Burchanoff uh, give her a shout out. And thank you so much, Claire. And and we're, we're growing the team and um, just looking so forward to continuing to, to provide a platform for people to connect, to be vulnerable, and to grow internally and increase their communication
0: and their relationships. And this, this kind of thing is not popular. It's not easy to, to get people who care about this type of thing to just – you know, gravitate towards us and, and create a following. It's because it's, it's like, it's not, it's not a, a easy fix for, for most hard things in life. There really isn't an easy fix. I no, would say. And
1: it's, it's a, it's a way of life. It's uh, it's what this philosophy is, is it's a way of life that you take on rather than just a change in perception or, or, or concept. And the more you practice it uh, you know, you build new, uh, neurological pathways to create new patterns, and these are intentional patterns to, to drop old family lineage, to drop bad habits, and to create new intentional subconscious um, actions that you have trained yourself rather than following the training of your parents, your family, your school systems, your, your culture, your government, and that's what this work is about, is finding your authentic self and releasing all of the training that you've basically been through your whole life. And that's what all negative emotions are training. We've, we've been trained all of the, the so-called negativity, and it can be unlearned. And, you know, knowledge is in the learning, wisdom is in the emptying, and seek the wise people. Um, and this work is about emptying uh, everything that no longer serves us.
0: And of course, for people who don't know, um, there may be new people out there. Uh, You can catch our podcast at wise-wise.com or it's on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, any of that stuff, you can find it there. Um, Do appreciate everybody who who popped in and stayed or popped in and commented or liked everything. Um, Appreciate you all and your energy. Um, We're all making a difference here energetically just one one uh atom at a time (laughs) um i mean that's that's what we have to do we have to build this one small step at a time but just as you're as you've been teaching me because i've come from a perfectionist background where i and being an aries i just want to rush in there and make things happen right away we've been slowly slowly building this so that we can consistently support the energy as we go
1: yes yes and that that's um that's important because gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. And, um, you know, we want to ask for everyone's input. We've, we've shifted this to Monday night rather than Sunday night. We would like your input on what maybe what days work best for for everyone. We want to. We can't, of course, cater to everyone, but we are looking to build this community, the interaction on our Wise Wise podcast community page, Facebook So please join that if you haven't. And let's keep this conversation just going. Uh, We're on there most days. Aaron or I one is interacting on there. So, so let's, let's keep this beautiful community growing and developing and sharing of ideas and supporting one another. And that's what we're here to do.
0: So thank you guys. Thank you everybody. Um, We do have another episode coming out next week and what was that on it, Cause it was, it recorded, we recorded it so long ago because all this stuff in the world started happening. So it just kind of got pushed out, but I know we did touch upon, again, more in depth, the roles that we can play in relationships when we enter them as like a provider. Um, what, what are some of yours?
1: Uh, Oh, uh, teacher, provider, um, protector and protector.
0: Yes. So we get, we get into some of that, but I know there was, there was way more to it. So <laughs> check that out. It'll be and, released, and, you, you know, know anyone
1: out there looking for um, support uh, in a private session, please reach out. Uh, we can go over some of your uh, astrology and numerology stuff to really help the human design and destiny card system help you to understand how you are fitting in right now. And, you know, if you have any issues with relationships uh, can help to dissect that and understand, you know, what the obstacle is. So just know that you do have support and reach out uh, with a private message and we can book a private session. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Thank you. Much love.